Jesus the life. Jesus the life. Jesus the life. Why is Jesus called the life? Why? Because hmm? when we go to John 14, 6, where people make a mistake, I said, I've, I've always heard people say this. Jesus, the truth, the truth, and the light. I said, Chineke. Is that what John 14, 6 says? Oh? Hi. I, I, I used to also believe that. But then I, re- I learned the importance of reading your Bible. So, it's Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. So, why did he make that statement to say, I am the life? You go in John 17 or 15. It says, I am the bread of life. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why was Jesus referring to himself as life? eat of this tree, right? Of good and evil. Right? And he said, the moment you eat of this tree, what will happen? You die. Question, did Adam and Eve die? Are you seeing that, yeah? So, did God lie? <laughs> I don't know about to say yes. So, God did not lie. He said, the moment you eat of this tree, you will die. So, there was a death that took place, and that was a death of the spirit. Amen? That's why you see that in the absence of the spirit of God that gave these guys peace, there was the absence of a demonic spirit called fear. Because 2 Timothy says, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So it means fear is a what? A spirit. Are we clear? So, as he has explained, I'm just getting from his explanation. So, as he has explained, it started all when Jesus Christ came, he came to be the life. Amen. He came to be the life of God here on earth. In other words, he was the expression of God. Because when we were made in the image and likeness of God, we were supposed to live like God. But you find that we couldn't live like God. Why? Because we were alienated. We were disconnected from the spirit of God. And usually most people, if they wanted to connect to God, they would need a prophet or a prophetess or a man of God or a woman of God. But that was not the case when Jesus Christ came. He came to give us life. So now the life that we're referring to is known as Zoe, which is the life of God in us. Amen? Zoe. For those who are not writing, I wonder what you'll learn afterwards. Is mentorship. Amen? So anyways, so now having understood what happened in the beginning of Z or 
So now, having understood what happened in the beginning, how many layers of life do we have? How many parts are you made out of? Let's ask it like that. Hey, name them. Huh? Thank you. So there are three layers of life. There's the soulish life, there's the fleshly life, and then there's the spirit life. Okay? So the fleshly life simply refers to the life in the body. This body has life on its own. That's why we call them the works of the flesh, the deeds of the flesh, the what? The flesh. You read about the flesh in the Bible, right? So now when it refers about flesh, it's, it's like the flesh has its own life. That's why Paul says, in as much as I want to do what I ought to do, I find myself not doing it. Because another law is at work in me, which was the law of the life of the flesh. Okay, because your physical body is the interface that you have to this realm called earth. Amen. Then we have the soulish life. So the soulish life is simply the life that exists in your mind, heart, and will. Amen. Because the soul is made of the mind, the heart, and the will. The mind, the heart, and the will. So that's the soulish life. And then now we have what we can call the spirit life. You all have a spirit. For there is a spirit in man. Isn't it so? Amen. So when Jesus Christ came to be the life, he came to affect these layers of life. So he came to affect the soulish life, the spirit life, and the Fleshly life. Are we there? He came to affect the what? The soulish life. The fleshly life. And the spirit life. So the spirit life, he affected it in a way that he connected us back to the Father. The fleshly life is that he showed us how to tame our bodies. How to control our bodies. Amen. And the Soulish life, he showed us the way to live. That's why he said, I am the way. So which means the patterns, the thoughts. Amen. Because the, the soul, the soul feeds on words. Amen. What is in your mind is what? Words. What is in your heart? Words. For your will to move, it needs words. So it is programmed by words. And Jesus Christ is the word of God. Not just any regular word. Amen. So you find that when Jesus Christ came, he came to affect all three layers of life. That's why when he says, I am the life, you are simply saying, I am the reflection of God directly. You should show, you should, if you want to know God, you should know me. That's why he says that you cannot go to the Father except through. Amen. So Jesus Christ did not only come to this earth to die for you. Isn't that, that that's what we all believe? So now, if Jesus Christ came to die for you, why did he die while he was a baby? Yeah? I. 
Sorry, I ask questions because I love to challenge your minds to think. So Jesus Christ, if he came to die for our sins, why didn't he die while he was a baby? Because he was already an expression of God. Uh, he was already an expression of God. Isn't the Holy Ghost and God the Father his father? Joseph was not involved, was he? That's why he was already an expression of God. So if we say his assignment was for him to die for us only, so now, why did he die when he was young? Amen. So the reason why he didn't die when he was young is because he came to save the world. Amen. He came to be life to us. Or should I say he came to be the pattern of life to us. Are you hearing? He came to be the pattern of what? Life to us. He came to show us the life that we ought to live. Why? Because if we had not had an example, do you think you would have known power? Do you think you would have known healing? Do you think you would have known deliverance? It was all because Jesus Christ came and walked on this earth. Amen. That's why he said, I came to save and not to give, to destroy. Anyway, it's a story for another day. How to know whether or not something has life? How do you know? To then what teach in our life is. What can you have? Amen. So I'll give an example of a, of a seed, okay? Or of a tree. We know that the tree has life by the way it grows and the fruits it bears. So by the outlook of it. We know that you have life provided you are still here on earth. So as long as we are still able to see you physically, yeah, you are living. But we don't know whether you are living in Christ or you are living. Amen. So that's that. Amen. So let's go to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter number five, verse fifteen. <laughs> to live is Jesus, to die is him. To live is Jesus, to die is him. Let's start from chapter number four, verse ten. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 4 verse 10, it says, Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Now let's go to the scripture of emphasis, which is 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 15. Amen. Are we there? Let's start from 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. 
Are we on the page? Okay, let me read it again. Oh, sorry, chapter number 5, verse 15. And it says, And that he died for all. Who died for all? That's the salvation part, right? That they which live should not live henceforth unto themselves. What does that mean? It means if you are going to have the life of God, you are not supposed to live for you. God, I want this. I want that. I want Amen? But unto him which died for them and rose again. So which means that when Jesus Christ died for you, what happened was substitution. Was what? Substitution. Substitution in that in the realm of the spirit you became the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ became sin. Because all have sin. So every time God was looking at us, he was seeing people who have sinned. But when Jesus Christ died for us, he saw us as people who have not sinned. Why? Because substitution happened. However, for many believers, we don't follow this law of substitution. Because in as much as Jesus Christ died for us, we want to live for ourselves. We want what we want. I want this lifestyle. I want this, I want that. And we never get to ask God to say, what do you want? How do you want me to live for you on earth? Remember, it says we are not to live as unto ourselves, but as unto him. So it means we are supposed to live like him on earth as he lived like us, kind of, on earth. Amen. So that's the way it is. That's the way it works. Amen. So in as much as this Jesus, in as much as Jesus Christ came to be the life of God to us, there are two forms in which he brought the life of God. The layers of life are the layers that you have in you. You have the soulish life, the fleshly life, and the spirit life. And then now there's what we call the forms of life. The same way you distinguished matter, right? Matter is... What is matter? Ah, no, no, sorry. What are living things? Sorry, my question was not matter. What are living things? Because you didn't take biology. Ah, What are living things? This is like grade four. Hey! Okay. Jesus. Anything that has breath, right? And then now, after knowing what living things are, there are categories, right? Okay. So even the same way we have the life of God, it comes in different, what? Categories or forms. So the layers are different. The layers are things that you have, you yourself. You've admitted that there's a what? The soulish aspect. There's a what? The fleshly aspect. And there's a what? Spirit aspect of life. But Jesus Christ came to affect all layers. But in order for you to affect all layers, you have to be a, take a different kind of form. Okay? So the two forms of life is light and air. 
light. Light. Life nafuti. It's light and air. I won't explain much on this. But I'll just touch it. Are we there? So light is the word of God. Who is the word of God? Are you seeing how all the sermons are nearly aligned? Amen. So light is the word of God. In the book of Psalms, oh God, yes. it says the entrance of thy word brings what? Light. Amen. Let's go to Matthew 4. So something that we had explained is those that were in darkness or in death, they came to life, right? In Christ. So let's go to Matthew 4. Verse 15. <clears throat> Amen. Matthew 4, verse 15, it says, And the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. What is this referring to? Amen. And if you go to the book of John 1, it says John came to witness the light, but he himself was not what? Light. But the light was Jesus. Amen. So then we also said what? Air. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, what did the Holy Ghost come as? As a what? Even before Jesus Christ ascended, if you go to the book of Luke, it says he breathed upon them. Are you seeing that? The same thing that he did in the beginning, he came to do again. Just right there. Amen. So in as much as we have learned that you have life, and in as much as we have learned that Jesus is the life and the forms that he takes, how can you be a partaker of the life of God? Hallelujah. How can you be a partaker of the life of God? Answer it to you. How do you know that the life that you have here, you're living, is the life of God? Because remember we said it's a life of what? Substitution. So it means that you do not live as yourself, but you live as Jesus. So now how do you know that you're living as Jesus? Yes, sir. By accepting the substitution. <laughs> I love the answer. Genius answer. Amen? Others? Others? Galatians 5. One, by taming the flesh or killing the desires of the Galatians 5, we're not going to go there. Galatians 5 says, Walk ye in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Have you seen that? Eh? Remember, your flesh has a life on its own. But Jesus Christ came to show us how to 
these three, your flesh, your spirit, and your body can be aligned to the life of God. And is God in the flesh? No, he's a spirit. Amen. So then, in taming the flesh, and this is often done through fasting, and as much as many people don't like staying away from food. Through what? How many of you fasted last week? Show hands. One. 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 Oh, two. How many are we? Amen. If you are going to live as a Christian, you are going to live a fasted life. Why? Because that's a part of taming the desires of the flesh. That's a part of you controlling this flesh. Because remember the example that I gave that Paul said. He said, I want to do a certain thing, but there is another law that's at work in my body, and that law is not the law of God. So you find that there are several things that you may want to do as a believer in your life. You want to grow in the things of God. But what's happening? Your body. Jesus Christ, when they were praying in Gethsemane, he said what? The spirit is what? Willing. But the what? The flesh is weak. Amen. So fasting helps you control the body. And this way to help you be able to tap into the life of God. Because as you are fasting, you are drawing closer to God, right? Amen. Then the second way in which we are partakers of the life of God is through the word of God. Or by meditation of the word of God. Through the word of Romans 12, 2. You can go there. By the way, if you haven't noticed, we're learning how to deal with each layer of life, that each layer of life may be a reflection of the life of God. So the, the fasting mostly deals with what? The word now deals with the soul. Remember what, the example that I gave? I said, what programs your mind, heart, and will? Words. Because what you're thinking is because those are words that you have learned. The vocabulary that you've learned. What is in your heart, the emotions that you can express or can't express, they are all a result and effect of what? Wait. Because Kunganda or somewhere, when they call you Chikuba, it offends your heart. Your heart. It affects your heart. Isn't it so? And the will now is the direction. Your, your leg cannot move until it receives instructions from your mind. That's why even when you look at babies, they can't yet walk. It's something that they gradually grow into. Something that they gradually learn. Isn't it so? But they learn by you say, da 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 da. Isn't it so? Romans 12 to who is there?
Amen. Read from your version. Sorry. Start again slowly. And be not conformed to this world. This world. Right? So which means when you are living the life of Christ, are you living a physical life? Are you supposed to live an, as an ordinary life? You are supposed to live as God. The fullness of the expression of God. Because in the book of Psalms it says, Ye are what? Gods. And yet many people have never tapped into the full potential of their God ability. Why? Because we love the patterns of this world. Because the patterns of this world, I've told you, you if you lay hands on the sick, nothing will happen. Just take them. What? I'm giving a practical example. The first thing that we always say is take this person to clinic. So you find that from the time we've been young, we've been patterned in different ways. To conform to the standards of this world. Hmm? In different ways. It's not only health-wise. Even in life. Even the Christianity, some of us have been patterned through growing up. Hey, I looked for that Christianity. It's not there in the Bible. We'll get to the third point. You know, and I'll explain what this last statement that I've made, that I've said, means. There you go. Continue. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So who helps your mind get transformed? Read that version again. Where is God there? Hmm? Many people have said God and confidently. So I just want to know where is God there? God is not here. God is somewhere else in that passage. But here is who? You. Haven't you ever heard the saying to say no one can change a man's mind apart from himself? Because every time they are going to teach you something or every time somebody is going to say something, you are the one to choose whether to receive that thing or to deny it. Whether to believe that thing or not to. Isn't it so? When they told you you could walk, it was your decision. So even the mindset that you have, when you were growing up, yes, you've been taught all these kind of things, but now is the time you should question, is this what I'm supposed to believe in? Why? Because not everything that you believe or that you have believed from childhood is true. Certain things have been there. Eh? Am I? <laughs> Amen. Certain things have been what? A lie. Because if you are going to live the, in the truthfulness of God, in the fullness of the life of God, if you are going to live as substitution, it means even your mindset must reflect what? The way. 
Because it was the way that the Bible was saying in 2 Corinthians 5, 14, right? It says, we are not to live as unto ourselves, but as unto him. Who was Jesus Christ? The word of God. So how can you live like the word when you don't know what the word says? How can you know that the standard of life that I'm living by is God when you don't know what his word says? Don't live a lie. Don't live a lie in life. That's one thing I've refused to do. And that's one thing you should refuse to do. Question everything. That's why I like people who like asking questions. That's why I ask questions even as I'm teaching. So I start questioning also. Okay? I love what? Questions. Because they help bring clarity to situations and ideas and so many things. Oh, continue. We're on Romans 12. The that year may prove what is that acceptable and perfect. Just there. Your soul is made up of how many parts? Name them. Your soul, not your, your the three layers of life. What is your body, your, your soul made up of? I mentioned this. Heart, mind, the perfect what? Will of God. So if you are going to substitute, it means you should know what the word of God says because what the word of God says is a pattern or it simply highlights what the will of God simply is. Amen. Regardless of whether you receive visions, dreams, whatever, check it with what? Because the word of God will show you the will of God. If you are going to have the life of God living in you, you need what? That's why we emphasize, read your Bible. Amen. Because that's how you live like God. Isn't it so? Amen. The third way in which we are partakers of the life of God is prayer. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus, that day. Amen. So, prayer. Remember, I, I, gave, I said Jesus Christ came to show us how to live on this earth. And you find that Jesus Christ had the pattern of what? Prayer. Daily communion with who? The Father. That's why Paul said, be ye imitators of me as I am of Christ. So it means you can only follow Paul to the degree that he follows who?
So Jesus Christ patterned prayer so that he can tap into the fullness of the life of God. That's why he was able to do miraculous things. But these days we don't see much of the miraculous, isn't it? It's just something that we read. Ah, it used to happen in those days. It used to. It can happen even today. It can happen even in your life. But you need to connect through prayer to God. Don't connect only to get power. Connect to know God. Let me, let me just explain something outside this. Can a five-year-old carry a 20-liter container that is full of water? No. Can you carry a 20-liter container that is full of water? Can a three-month-old comb of maize produce maize combs? Three months. Or maize, sorry, can a three-month maize, a maize comb, what do you call that? Maize stem? Maize stem produce maize comb, right? Can it? What is the period for maize? Six, right? Eight, nine, somewhere there, right? So even you, as you grow into the fullness of the life of God, you will, as you, as you begin to grow, you will realize that certain things are just easy to do. They are second nature. Amen? So if you grow in the life of God, the results of healing, the results of deliverance, the results of all these other things that God said in his words, you will be able to do. Prayer and partition, you'll be able to do. Why? It is with your growth. So certain times, oh, I want to do massive crusades. I want to see the lame walk. I want to see the blind see. It is all with what? Growth. It's not about praying for them. Say, Lord, I want the blind to see. Jesus Christ is not prayer like that. He grew into his relationship with God. His life was an expression of what he was giving people. That's why I love Maurice Cerullo. He's one of the old, old generals. He says, power is a result and effect of intimacy with God. So you can imagine that power is the fruit on the tree that you are supposed to produce. Okay, let's just say you are the tree. You are supposed to produce fruit. And power is one of the fruits that you can produce. But you have to grow to what? To maturity. If you go to the book of Psalms, it says meditate upon the word. They, they love to meditate upon the word of God. What? Day and night. And it says they are like trees that are planted by the rivers of water. Not that they are planted by the rivers of water. But the word of God itself acts as a what? A river of water. Sorry, on the forms of life put water. Amen? Huh? You're not moving in. All of them, air, light, water. 
Just that you just clicked on me, Psalms 1, remember, they who meditate upon the way, they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and they shall bear forth fruit in their, yeah. The last point, which I love the most, but not always, is a life of surrender, obedience, and death. This is on how can you be a partaker of the life of God. Surrender, obedience, and death. Remember the one that we read before 15.4, right? Read 14.4. Let's forget. 14. Second Corinthians. Four verse? Four verse ten. Second Corinthians four verse ten. It says, Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. What is to bear? Bearing in our body. When a tree is bearing fruit, what does it mean? It's producing, right? So it means it's supposed to be connected, right? So now listen to this. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So which means you have to die. It has to be a protocol that you follow. For those who haven't understood, let's go to Matthew 19. Death is simply not departure from this world only. Death is the suppression of life. That's why God did not lie when he said the tree, the day you eat of this tree you shall die. So it's a suppression of That's what I remember this story. That's Matthew 19, yeah. Start from this sixteen. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may receive eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. But thou if thou wilt enter life, Amen. Keep the what? Commandment. So for you to be a partaker of the life of God, you need to steal the what? The word of God. Where are the commandments of God? Are you seeing here? But that's not the point that I wanted to teach you, but it's found it here. And he said unto him, which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Okay, let's keep. Amen. To 21. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. 
But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had many, he had what? Great possessions. And said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So separation of life. So life is in different status. I'm just going to explain it. Amen. So you have a financial life, right? You have an academic life, right? You have a spiritual or Christian life, right? You have a... Let me ask India. So in order for you to find an expression of the life of God, you have to die to those other things that were there before. Remember, it's the mindset also. Amen? So this man held on to possessions. He held on to things that he counted as life. Because remember, he asked, How do I, what do I do to receive what? Eternal life. So he refused to die. Remember, he refused to let go. Suppress. What is death? The suppression of what? Life. So when death happens, there can be what? Resurrection. Are you seeing that? Eh? So he refused to die to the ordinary life that he was used to. So he cannot find an expression of the extraordinary life of who? God. He refused to be suppressed. He refused to be put into the ground so that he can find a life of God. I hope you are following. Okay. Let me ask this question. We've all watched Nigerian movies, yeah? How many of you have watched Nigerian movies by a show of hands raise your hands? I'm busy. Tell them about my Nigerian movies. When somebody was being initiated into Satanism, what did they need to do? Sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Even you as an ordinary person, can you sacrifice somebody? Thank you. And he, he mentioned something to say, we are yet what? We're already dead, right? It is only when we find Christ that we have what? Life. So they were dead, killing other dead men. Sacrifice. Others. Sacrifice. There are people who are good. Kagune at the graveyard. Can a normal person do that? Even you in your right common sense, can you do that? So does is that person alive, come a normal or dead dead? Remember they sell their soul. So it means they kill a part of their soulish life, which is their emotion. That's why they can't feel. They may feel yes, but they are just ah. because they are already dead in certain areas, certain aspects of life. Because as you've all attested, no normal person can do that, right? So in order for this man to receive the life of God, he needed to die to his natural life, the life that he was used to. The same, okay, let me just say, he needed to sacrifice. Let's use the word sacrifice, you understand it. 
When you sacrifice something, don't you kill it? So when I use death, why aren't you understanding? Amen? So they sacrifice. So even for God, you will need to sacrifice. So in other words, you still need, you still use the word death. So I just wonder why people don't understand from a death perspective. Anyways, so in order for you to live the fullness of the life of God, you have to sacrifice. This rich man did not want to sacrifice all that he had. Because he thought the riches that he had were true riches. He thought the riches that he had was what counted for as life. Have you seen that? And there are many times we believers don't want to sacrifice. Don't sacrifice our time to pray. Jesus Christ prayed what? In the night. There was one thing Louisa shared with me that Jemima shared with her was here doing devotion. She said prayer is not meant to be a comfortable thing. That's why Jesus Christ went to uncomfortable places that he may pray. That's a sacrifice. Amen. So we ought to what? Sacrifice. Sacrifice your time. Sacrifice your resources which you failed to do. Sacrifice your energy. But your sacrifice must be aligned to what God is telling you. This far that we have come in this journey with God, it's been full of sacrifices. Things we did not want to do, but we did. Jesus Christ himself sacrificed himself. The same example that you are supposed to follow, because you call yourselves Christian, so it means Christ-like. So it means you're supposed to emulate the life of Jesus Christ. He sacrificed. And yet here we are, many of us, not willing to sacrifice. Amen. So in this Christian journey, you need sacrifice your time, sacrifice your food to fast, sacrifice your, your game, sacrifice your... I'm glad to see you. My brother, do you remember the time I was a vegetarian? How, for how long was I a vegetarian? And that was by instruction, personally. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's what God's going to do. <laughs> Everyone's sacrifice is dependent on what God wants you to do and what he wants to do in your life. God gave me grace. These people would even bring meat, like, yeah, bro, eat. Ah! And if I head up, just like, guys, I'm going to slap the hell out of there. Do I this? Why? Because it's a journey of what? Sacrifice. But you sacrifice in accordance with the obedience of what God is saying, what His word is saying. Because Jesus Christ sacrificed His life because God spoke. Isn't it so? Let not my will be done, but let your will sacrifice. In accordance with what who? God. There are many sacrifices you lay. 
our bodies are supposed to be like a burnt offering before God. Isn't it? Present your bodies as a what? Living what? So even you came in the flesh, you still are what? Sacrifice. Christian training is sacrifice. If they told you to say all you need is to sow, to be prayed for, for you to have a change in your life, hey, they lied to you. So I said, it's not everything that is important growing up that you can believe. Paul sacrificed his life. That's why they said, these are the men who have asserted their lives for the gospel. It was Paul who said, let, I'll be bearing in my body. Bearing, which means it is attached to him. Isn't it so? Can a tree bear forth, can a, can a branch bear forth fruit and, unless if it's connected to the tree? It can't, right? It needs to be what? Connected for it to what? Bear fruit. That's why Paul said in the same form, 2 Corinthians 4.10, it says, bearing in the body, the death of Christ, that his life may find an expression in me. Sacrifice. Obedience, sacrifice. They go together. Because you're going to obey God. That's not that there's something that you're going to sacrifice along the way. That's why it looks like witches, wizards, warlocks, they have more power than us. Yet they don't. Says that they've sacrificed so many things for them to attain that power. For them to be where they are. What aren't you sacrificing? Or what are you sacrificing for the sake of God? There's another scripture in the Bible which has just come to mind. It says, um, let all those who have made a covenant with me through sacrifices come unto me. That's in the book of Psalms. Solomon sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. What did he invite? God. Sacrifice. This should be a word that you should end with. If you're going to leave the whole, if you're going to forget everything else, don't forget this one word. Sacrifice. Sacrifice your time to pray. Sacrifice. Yes, questions.